Welcome to the Hub Podcast. It is the year 2021, and it is great to be back with my boys. We've been we've been away from each other for a while. Uh, right, right before Christmas, before we took a break, I was quarantined for two weeks. I had the Rona, and it wasn't awful, but losing your taste was probably the worst of it. Uh, but I'm glad to be back here on our podcast. We got some exciting things planned for the year 2021. It's kind of crazy. We really don't plan a lot, but I think we're being we're planning more this yeah, year. We've got uh, two series lined out. <laughs> yeah, we got two series now. Today is not planned. We're just gonna warn you. Yeah, uh, it's <laughs> it's not. But we do have two series that are planned. That's gonna be back to back, and that'll probably take us through it's, like about three months. Yeah, it's probably twelve weeks or so, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think um, the yeah. Church on Phonics is. <laughs> Church on Phonics, trademark pending. That would be eight different ones. And then isms, right now we have seven, but I think we'll probably yeah. do eight. Uh, title's still pending on that one. Yeah. But so we got about 15 <laughs> to 16 weeks worth of content after this week that we're ready and we are going to be studied up on. Yeah, well, I can, <laughs> I can, I'm sure Christian and Garrett will be. I don't, I mean, I'll try, I'll do my best. I'm still learning how to read. Um, We're going to call Mike and tell 2021, him. same jokes, man. Still don't We're giving him audio books this yeah. year. So um, yeah, so just a quick, since uh, Christian plugged them, Church on Phonics is going to be about some words that um, we hear often in church and we use. Um, but to be honest, sometimes we, some of us may not know what they are or may not know like the full meaning, or, and especially probably people that are not church don't know what they are. Or at least we haven't like really delved right, deeply into right. them. Right, we, we haven't gotten to the, uh, we might be an inch inch wide and a, wait, what is it? How is it? Going? Inch deep and a mile wide yeah, on those words. Yeah. And so we might just kind of have an idea of what they are. That's like that, you know, like people always have those words we use, but like you can't really define. You're like, I know what it means, but you know, I don't really know the definition. Um, and so it'll be words like that. And so we can um, clear up uh, those hopefully for you. And then, and then that way, whenever you're talking to someone who doesn't go to church or, you know, maybe they're asking what one of these words is or why you use it. And you well, maybe we'll have a better understanding of it and be able to make it, um, easily understandable to someone and so it's not not quite um uh, intimidating because uh, that can be intimidating not knowing things so and then the the isms as garrett said is is uh, several words that end in ism um that have to do with church or, or doctrine or things like that that um some of them we don't use a lot um and you may maybe some of them you've never heard of mm-hmm. um but we'll walk through those as well after the uh church on phonics series so and I just, just know love the name for that one yeah and just know the planning for this um <laughs> like the church on phonics we just came up with that name sitting here before we started this podcast so sometimes <laughs> stuff just flows and it's good so but y'all know that yeah exactly so this year we're going to do well this year today we're going to look at the past year guys we started i looked up uh, i went back to look uh at our podcast series and just kind of see like how far back, you know, like see when we started. Cause 2020, it honestly, if you told me we've been doing this podcast for a year, I'd probably believe you. Um, uh, we're in episode 32 today and it was in June. It was our very first episode. June 1st was our first uh, episode. 1st. Um, so it's just crazy to think that it's only been six months. Uh, excuse me, June 4th. We had two close together. Um, June 4th was our first episode. It's crazy to think it's only been, six months that we've been doing it. Mm. It just feels like we've been doing it a long time. I will say, like, I'm looking at, we have this running note that we share yeah. um, on iCloud, and, like, I look back at the very beginning of it, and it's, like, <laughs> not organized at all. Oh, no. And then we, the no. farther we go, the more organized it gets. But so we're getting better we're improving. Better. <laughs> yeah, but, like, I think today will be a fun one because we're not organized. It will I think be. sometimes it's okay to get, For I'm not an organized person uh, at all. 
Um, and I, I've known Garrett long enough to know he's like hyper organized. Um, I haven't known Christian long like enough. Christian, I think, is, is in the middle of us. Christian likes to be organized, I think, but he also I'm not likes, good at it. But you also, <laughs> for me, it's like if I'm not organized, yeah. I, I crack. Right, but I was also gonna say, Christian, you also like to be sporadic and switch yeah. it up. Sometimes. I don't like to know what I'm doing. It's yeah, exactly. You want to schedule it, but very keep it a secret and from I have yourself. Like my Enneagram seven. That's kind of. Yeah. I have like my sermons planned out for What's the next the seven year. Again? And, What's the, the Enneagram Seven is like the adventurer. Okay, yeah, no, uh, I'm, I think Seven is my lowest. So really, <laughs> yeah, just I'm lazy. So I've never. I, done it's hard to be an adventurer. So. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty cool. I think I I don't know what I was. I can't remember the if I read the words like the description. I don't yeah. remember, but we'll maybe get two, we'll get Garrett um, to take it to see what he is. Yeah. <laughs> so it's 20, too much work. <laughs> yeah, well, it just takes like 15 minutes online. It oh. might and how do you say it? Enneagram? Enneagram. Yeah. yeah, Enneagram coach Beth emails me a lot. And it's like, hey, check out this. You have a coach? Well, like it's one of those like you fill it out and like you get a coach. Right? Oh, yeah. I, I I have never opened one of them. You don't pay. Them. You don't pay for any training. Hey, Beth, if you're a listener, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I literally just deleted every time you email me. So I would just say put some a little more effort into someone else and just kind of forget Micah Hescock and your uh, listing there. But yeah, so we're going to talk a little bit about 2020 and what it has taught us um, spiritually. We're going to have a lot of fun, goof off some today. Um, Hopefully you guys are ready to goof off a little bit, listeners. Uh feels like we've... I just feel feel like I've been so uptight. I know. Do y'all feel like that at all? Like for nine months? Yeah, I kind of feel like everything's been so stressful. Everything's kind of been on the edge and, of a knife. Yeah, and it still is yeah. on the edge. Uh, <laughs> everything is very on <laughs> the edge. We so won't get into that too much, but... I, I think mean, it's I, good. I mean, to, I think we need to. I even listened... I, but that was in 2020, so... I no, listened. I'm talking about yesterday. I know. That oh, was in yeah. 2020, so... Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> But man, I even listened to a comedian yesterday just to does it does it just feel to, just a laugh. Have you, you guys know? felt I I'm serious about this. I have been a laugher my whole life. I'll just start laughing just to make myself laugh. <laughs> I feel like the last nine months I it's been like hard to laugh. Mm. Like it almost just feels like you know, I just have in my heart the the people with COVID that have passed away or have had serious illness from it. And it's obviously extremely serious, but it almost has and, and obviously the families of those are suffering more more than I am in this. And I, I, I recognize that, understand that. But it just feels like there's, it's just something, I don't know, it just feels like I'm living in black and white. Um, For me, it's, I just feel like my spirit is tired. Yeah. Like, and it's not tired because I'm being, I'm overworking or because I'm just like, um, you know, burning the candle at right. both ends. But it's because I'm just... S- I feel like every single day there's something more for me to like just uh, to be overwhelmed by yeah. or to be someone new to be thinking over and praying over and some other situation within the church where I'm just like, man, are are, are the people getting fed? Are, are we growing spiritually? And, and it's just for me, there's just this hefty weight mm. of everything that's going on. And... I had this thought this morning, actually. We were, I was just, I don't know, getting ready in the morning, drinking coffee, and and I was, how many, did you see what happened yesterday in, in the oh, Capitol? Yeah. I, I guess you all it. saw it. Liquid I was theater. actually, yeah, I was actually, I was at the gym this morning, and I was, it was on TV. They were doing reruns of it, and um, I just had this overwhelming thought of, you know, we have, this nation was founded under Christian principles. We've lost that identity completely. And part of me was like, man, 
where are we going to go after this? What, what's going to happen? And the other part of me was like, this is the time for the church. This is, is the time yeah. to step up. And quite frankly, right now is when the church is going to have to make a complete shift. If we don't shift our direction, because historically in America, the church in America and the nation have kind of been growing together. You know, you move, they're, they're paralleling each yeah. other. Right now, America is taking a sharp turn. Mm-hmm. The church, are, are we going to continue growing? Are we going to turn? Are we going to try to turn with America? Or are we going to say, you know what? We're founded in Scripture. We're founded in the principles and spirit. We're going to go where God leads, not where mm-hmm. the chaos is leading. And we, right now, I think for me, you know, I'm just feeling worn out spiritually. And I think part of that is because I'm trying to fight a battle that we're not supposed to fight. You know, Rome in the early church just was over overrun by the barbarians by the visigoths by the um the, the the people that were outside of rome that came in and and tumbled it to the ground and there were people in the church that thought this is the end this is where god, god's coming back he's he's punishing all of us and then there were you know people that like augustine who looked at it and said you know maybe it is the end but it doesn't matter you know this isn't our kingdom if mm. it if it burns, quite frankly, it burns. And I'm not saying that, you know, I'm a patriot. I, I love our country. I, my family ha- has fought for our country, but I belong to the kingdom of God more than I belong to the kingdom of America. And, mm-hmm. you know, I want America to succeed, but if America is going to take a sharp turn away from my Christian principles and values, I'm going to stick onto my faith and I'm going to fight for the kingdom of God first. Right. And And having that thought kind of gave me a little bit more peace, even though there's a lot to be overwhelmed by. Yeah, there, there is a lot to be overwhelmed by. We had Bible study last night at church, and um, our pastor, he usually has his notes ready, and he came in, and just because everything was going on in the world, he said, I didn't prepare anything. Uh, we're just going to pray tonight. And uh, we just prayed for our nation, and I encourage you. I think uh, our pastor challenged us a lot of our prayers, and probably— it really convicted me that a lot of my prayers when I pray in the morning are for me mm. and me only. Um, but let, let's, I think the church should transfer our prayers from just ourselves. Yes, yeah, still pray for yourself, uh, but pray for others and pray as we yeah. uh, pray for our nation, pray for people like that, um, pray for people around you, people in your community, people in your church, pray for other churches. Uh, yeah. And, uh, the- just getting to that point. We went to uh, we go to a conference every year with our middle schoolers it's called Junior High Believe, um, and they did last year their theme. Uh, well, it, and when their theme, but like they they had these wrist these bracelets that they gave out to everyone. It said tacos, <laughs> and so it was about prayer, um, and it was an acronym for prayer, um, and it was Thanksgiving, adoration, see um, confession. confession, others, and self. And so their their layout was this is how you pray you know look at you know um, the Lord's prayer this is how you pray but also this is a really good order to go it is, in yeah um, now see I would probably put adoration in front of that in front of Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. but yeah. but either way 
the but purpose was the purpose was really on yeah. Actos. Then it's actos, yeah. I mean, but it's also course, cool you, because every time you eat tacos, you're going to think about praying. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> and I eat and, a lot of tacos, and, so. and I, the, which also County with eight Mexican restaurants. Right, <laughs> you'll be eating a lot of tacos. You could be doing a lot of praying. Exactly. But the thing is, like, we have all those Mexican restaurants, but I like Taco Bell the best. <laughs> oh, Taco Bell's up I've, there, but yeah. I've also heard acts for that. Yeah, and it's the same mm-hmm. thing: Adora- yeah. adoration, confession, thanksgiving, self. I think no supplication is asked. I'm sorry. Um, but this broke down, and, and their, their purpose was really saying, put others before yourself yeah. in prayer. And to your point, Christian, and I think, and that I'll be honest, that taught me a lot about how I pray. And I often, I, I often think about tacos, and I go through that list, and I, I try and I do my best to put yeah, myself last. And it's important to pray for yourself. You look at Scripture, people prayed for themselves, um, prayed for the blessing of God on their family, on them as they went and did whatever. Um but you also see praying for other people, and, and I think I think it is important to put others before yourself in that regard. Um, I I had a, there will um, be times where you'll pray one of those Thanksgiving adoration, maybe by itself. That is your whole prayer um, is Thanksgiving or adoration or confession. Let's look at that real quick. I I had a um a, a preacher when I was in college that preached on um, the Lord's Prayer, and it was probably one of the best most memorable sermons that have stuck with me. And he said, he summarized the prayer in three sections. Look up, lean in, let go. So he's saying the first thing we do when we pray is we look up. We praise him, we raise him, we um, give all of our adoration to him, we glorify him. First thing we do, we look up. And and we see that in the Lord's prayers in Matthew chapter 6. And... It's starting in verse 9, says, Jesus says, This is how you should pray. He said, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. So it's it's the first thing we're supposed to do is we're supposed to look up. God, you are holy. You are great. You are awesome. You are glorious. Your kingdom come. Mm. Your will be done. Mm-hmm. And and when we start our prayers and when we start our worship with that mindset of, you know what, I'm coming to you, God, because I want you to do the to to be in charge. I you know, I'm not really concerned with this world here because this world's going to pass away, but I'm giving you the glory. I'm giving you the focus. And, and it really changes the perspective of the rest of our prayer and really the rest of our lives where it's like, you know, does this really matter in the grand scheme of the eternity? You know, I'm going to live for him for eternity today. Um and then it goes on, um give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts, and so that's the next part. Look, first look up, and then lean in. God, you're glorious. I want your kingdom come. You're you're holy, but right now I need you somewhat. Give me my daily bread. Forgive me of what I've done. You lean into Him. You you lean into Him. You draw near to Him. You you draw strength from His glory and from His His magnitude that you just professed. And then the last part is you let go. Um, as we have also forgiven our de- debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And this isn't about, you know, us doing any of the work. If you if you look at this prayer, everything in this prayer is God taking over and us letting go of our control. And it's saying, God, lead. You need to lead us from temptation. You need to deliver us from the evil one. Mm-hmm. You know, we've forgiven our our debtors. We've forgiven the people that we've struggled with, but we've done it from your strength. So we look up and give him glory. We lean in to what he provides us, and, and we say that he is our sole strength, 
and sustenance, and then we let go of of everything and, and trust in Him being our soul strength and, and sustenance. And when we pray, our, our prayers and our worship should just completely pull us away from the kingdom of this world, from, from the pain of this world. And it's not so that we can get rid of the pain, get rid of the chaos, get rid of the struggle. A lot of times the struggle is what brings us closer to God. I mean, think about how many times because you're going through something, you lean into God for it. When we lean into God, that's when we're supposed to focus on his kingdom and remind ourselves that his kingdom is eternal, not this one. Um, and I think that's you know that's an important truth that I learned from um, from this year. I was in my sermon this past Sunday. I last January, January 2020, my first ser- series was over suffering, and I encouraged our um, I encouraged our congregation to start praying for suffering. <laughs> well, it's Garrett's Y'all, fault. <laughs> 2020 is Garrett and his church's right, yeah. fault. So here's what we have. We're gonna have now to. We know. Just blame Garrett for all of it. <laughs> well, I stood um, in front of everyone, and I said th- this past Sunday, I said, you know what? I was reflecting on this past year, and I said, we we started the year by, I wanted to encourage you to pray for suffering, because it's in suffering that y- you grow. Y'all's church is good at praying, man. I tell <laughs> you. Yeah, y'all, y'all got, I got they, a few requests. Hey, Freedom <laughs> Christian Church knows all for. about the tacos. I'm telling you. <laughs> but, but, hey, with the, all right, we're reviewing 2020. Uh, let's go back and just kind of look at some of the things that happened in 2020. Because mm. uh, we're going to talk about, you know, how God spoke to us. But 2020 started, I mean, literally January 1st, we had the Australian wildfires. Just, I mean, they're, they're, dude, that was just last year, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that literally feels like 10 years Isn't ago. Isn't that crazy? And, and of course, God, there's fires all throughout California as well. But Well, those went for months. I, yeah, I mean, I mean those lasted forever. A lot. Then you have Kobe Bryant died January 26th. Um, which that was just sad for Are me. You, do you have like a year of review on your computer? Yeah. So okay. Because I was about to say, how do you remember these? <laughs> the Los Angeles Times has a year in review, oh. and I'm not gonna go through all of them because some of them are not as important, um, and some are things I didn't even know happened. Uh, but also, of course, the coronavirus happens. Uh, Wait, what? Did you hear about that? <laughs> Mike's like, what virus? Uh, oh. So we have that, and then. Um, not only that, with everything going on lockdown, we have uh, lots of things with racial injustice, and then we have an election year, and I mean, it, the list just goes on. Everything that happened in 2020. The Japanese murder hornets? The Japanese murder hornets. <laughs> yeah, that- dude, think if it was 2019, if that happened, how much media would have been on hey, that? The murder hornets? Yeah. And like, I feel like I heard about it for literally two days. And then I never heard about it again. They were in Colombia, apparently, and then I never heard about it. That's crazy. And I think the best part about 2020, I think this is cool, was aliens. Uh, Oh, we had some alien stuff, didn't we? Yeah, well, there's a Harvard professor that believed an asteroid was actually alien technology. Uh, he, 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 this is a Harvard. I mean, this is a Harvard professor. This is this the one that's filled with metal, the asteroid that's filled yeah. with metal that's going past yeah, the sun. This, this is what he, I'm pretty sure that's the same one. Uh, he believes that that this asteroid was alien technology, and then there was somebody Israeli defenseman. Yeah, the Israeli defenseman who said who's that, done who's done this hit what he does for like 40 years has written several globally acclaimed like documents and stuff on like what he does like his studies and mm. now and then i'll let you say the yeah. rest but well you can you can say the rest nah, i mean he's basically just like there's aliens and that we have a contract with them and like what we like 
the is leadership that and he was i think specifically talking about america like and americans have a contract with aliens and like they are not going to tell you about it but like there's some like agreement between did he say like donald trump knows about this like, yeah you guys. Like, <laughs> and he's like he's talking about several people in power in america and like they all know about it but they're not going to tell you but he's like so you, like and he his basically his argument was like you can't call me like a lunatic because like look at my track record like i've done this for 30 yeah. years I've got several globally accepted documents that are top of the line, whatever. And he's like, so I'm telling you from knowing this, like he's like, I've seen it. There is a contract between aliens and like Americans. Which I don't know. So how. what the heck's in the contract is what I want to know. Exactly. Like, are they getting We keep from you us? secret and aliens get to like eat brains or what? Like <laughs> we give you Britney Spears, you give us like, like <laughs> what, what is it? I mean, oh. is there negotiation involved i don't know about aliens is it tesla's got to be involved but Tesla, hey, elon musk is they're they're the designers for tesla exactly look at that tesla truck elon there's musk no is way an alien. dude he's an alien <laughs> no all right well we're getting I just, I just think that's we're turning school, into a know? conspiracy theory podcast <laughs> yeah real quick uh, but and, and oh yeah you said it right 2020 was full of conspiracies yeah uh oh yeah you, you know you, i mean we could go on about that but it was just so much like it's almost to the point now where you ask the question, what is truth, you know? Oh, gosh. And it's People like driving the hysteria. The I mean, that's what drove, like, yeah. th There's always been conspir conspiracies, and you can, like, look on the internet and find yeah. whatever you want to find. It, like, anything you want to believe, you can find it on, like, proof of it. There's Conspiracy a website for Mashed But potatoes. right now, it's like, it's taking over it is. because of Facebook. There's a really. website, I can't remember what it's called. Uh, a friend of mine told me about it. That basically it is like birds don't exist dot com or something like that, and, yes. and literally there's a conspiracy that birds are not real and that they are drones. governmental drones. Literally, <laughs> that birds are not real and they're governmental like, drones I, that spy on us. How do people have time to make this stuff up? I, I, I don't just, know, man. But I'm telling you right now, if birds ain't real and they're all governmental spies, there's a lot of them. <laughs> I mean, anyway, so I, yeah. It's so, just, he, you know, 2020 has been like, and you, you basically just rattled off what feels like 5% of what happened in 2020. Um, oh, yeah. It just feels like it was like all of that and then a lot more because um, 2020 is just was wild. Um, and I think there's a lot of people that really thought, oh, we just need to get to 2021. There was memes about like, I'm going to stay up on midnight January or on December 31st, not to see 2021 come in, but to kick 2020 out of here. <laughs> right. And there's a lot of thought like when we just need to get to 2021, <clears throat> our mental fortitude will be different and like it's like three days later i feel like we've yeah. already had more in 2021 than we had in 2020 oh yeah i mean like just yesterday one of the worst probably one of the, i mean this is gonna be history this is gonna be in history books what happened yeah um at the capitol like like the dude that stood on we're the, like what six days in seven days the dude in? that stood on the chair of of buffalo like, bill buffalo <laughs> I mean, like that's a like he's going to prison he needs yeah. Like I mean, he, there's a there's another picture of the get up that he's of him close up. They're gonna know who it is. Oh, yeah. That, you know, the picture from a distance it'd be hard. It's hard to tell. Mm. But there's literally another picture that I saw yeah. of him like he right up front. <laughs> I mean, know. it's crazy to to what happened is just. And yeah. I don't. I never. I didn't see last night, but I know yesterday at like right in the middle of it, one woman was shot, and they were yeah. doing CPR on her, which tells me that they she died. She probably was not good. A yeah, headline so, that she did. Yes, she did. And and I, I never. I don't know if it was even if they were said it was a protester or if it was a whatever employee. But it's awful. I it mean, is. and I don't know if there's any more than that. And it doesn't really matter. Injuries. It shouldn't matter which side of the no. aisle you are. And that's the sad thing is that we are bringing 
political aisles, the, the sides of each political aisle, into the church. And, and there's so much like, well, you believe this about, about a, a politics. I, I don't want to worship with you, or you're, you're crazy out there. I, I, don't, I don't agree with you. And we're completely, we're letting world politics impact and determine where our faith and, yeah, and worship Lecrae goes. Lecrae tweeted yesterday, right in the middle of all of it, this is idolatry at its finest. Oh, yeah. And, and that's. And man. We, and either both sides, both sides. It doesn't matter which side you're on politically. Yeah. It's idolatry. It's we're looking to a leader and saying they know what's best for us. Yeah, they know and, what's best for the world. Them at such a high status yeah. that. Well, if you look at history and at every political system that where they look at their king and call him God collapsed within like. Hundred years of that beginning, uh, other than Egypt, but that's a way back in history. But we don't look at our president, and we don't look at our our, our elected officials, and think of them as God. But I think impl- implicitly, a lot of people might mm. do that, and and there are political aisles now that. Politics has become religion, and it's beginning to impact the church on both sides. Where like they are fighting so hard for their, there are people that fight so hard for their ideals within politics that they can't separate that war for politics as they come into church. Yeah, and now they're bringing it into what. Is supposed to be completely we, separate. You kingdom. look at something as simple as last year, and we still it's still kind of ongoing. It's masks, you know, and we're not going to get into the science of it, whether they help or not. The fact that we have it's been so divisive for churches. I have seen on like mm-hmm. youth pastors on the way, like a couple of Facebook pages I'm on. I've seen youth ministers or other ministers of the church seemingly would have the same mission here on earth, literally argue and bicker with each other yeah. over. Their, their morality, mm-hmm. their willingness to trust in God based on literally a cloth you wear on your face. Now, you may be a person that says, oh, they don't work, or you may be a person that, oh, they all work. I don't know. And to be honest, we won't probably know until later on in the yeah. future when we can do studies and stuff like that. But the point being, why are we dividing why, why morality? Why is a mask? Why is that yeah. what is going to divide us and make us look at each other and literally tell each other, you don't believe in God or you don't trust God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, think about that. It's just yeah. been it's Who been cares wild. what you believe about it? I mean, I'm I'm at the point to be honest, wear it or don't. But it's let's just, not argue about it. Yeah, it's just wild. And I'm not even one that says if you don't wear it, you don't care about other people's health. I'm not gonna tell someone what they do and don't care about. I'm not gonna tell someone what they you know, and someone that does wear it, I'm not gonna say you care way more about everyone else than other people do. Because who knows what the person without a mask maybe is serving people every day that no one sees. And so again, why are we being so divided over something like that? I mean, it's insane, isn't it? How how we and to your point, Garrett earlier talking about how we have let political stances basically take over the church, really, and that that was one of them. The masks became very very quickly. You wear it, you're a Democrat. You don't, you're Republican. Literally, mm-hmm. that was what it became. Like, why can't I wear it and be a Republican? Yeah. Why, why can't, can't I choose not to wear it and still be a Democrat? Like, I, so. Yeah. All of that being said, so what 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 have you guys learned? I was going to say we've done yeah. the negative. <laughs> All right, we're we're halfway in, or a little over halfway. We've done the negative. 
So now yeah, go ahead. Let's talk. What have you guys learned? Like what has, in the year 2020, when you're looking back, what did God teach you yeah. in these moments? Garrett was a, a, a mouthpiece of God this year for me. Um, and he probably knows it, but he may have even forgot it. Um, for a long time, I think I have struggled with, and it just, I realized, a long time I have thought my work here on earth for ministry is what rewards me. Mm-hmm. So, um, on, in heaven, you know, meaning the harder I work here, the more likely my salvation. The The more effort I put into my youth ministry, the ministries here at church, and loving people, that's what, that's, the more I do that, the more God will love me. And and so what's funny about that is I would teach students the truth of Jesus and how he loves us innately. He loves us ultimately, and there's no amount of love that's greater than just it's because we are, right? Um, and because we, we've proven that through his death on the cross. And so I would teach that, but I never really got that. And so I would always kind of measure myself up against not other people necessarily, but against myself. You know, if I'm growing my youth ministry numerically and spiritually, God, I've got God's, you know, God is blessing me through that. Um, and so it was really, it, and so that developed a lot of problems for me personally. And Garrett, um, it all came to a head actually on when we tried to go on vacation and got in a car wreck and didn't get to go. But <laughs> Oh, yeah, um, that happened this year. And I had that <laughs> night, that, that, that <laughs> was, what did they call that, Garrett, and call this a dark night of the soul? What is that, what, is that what it was called? Dark? Um, darkest night of the soul i think is the so there's there's a um a medieval theologian called saint john of the cross and he wrote basically the first piece on spiritual formation and he called yeah. it the dark night of the soul yeah you know? and that i think that was probably my uh that was probably the worst night of my life that I, that night and it wasn't necessarily related there it got to a point where i literally if i died i didn't know if i was going to heaven or hell because I didn't know if I'd done enough on this earth. And so that was where, and I'm an accepted believer. I believe in Jesus. I believe he died on the cross for my sins. I've been baptized, repented, and um, have given my life to ministry. And I still didn't know because I didn't quite understand. And Garrett was like, hey, you need to go read Romans 9, 15 and 16. Uh, it says, for he says to Moses, I'll have mercy on whom I have mercy, and I'll have compassion on whom I have compassion. An emphasis here on verse 16, it does not therefore depend on man's desire or effort, but on God's mercy. And that like wrecked me. And I was just like, wow. Like, and so that was like my realization. And basically it was when I got separated from youth ministry in the mm. normal way yeah. and felt like I'm not doing anything. You know, I, I'm not doing anything. I'm failing. I'm falling further away from God because I'm not doing anything in my ministry. And so that made me realize that my personal life has been greatly sacrificed. My personal growth in Christ mm. has been greatly sacrificed due to me pouring all of my time and effort into ministry and trying to make it better. I was basically yeah. replacing my personal relationship with Christ with my ministry. Yeah. And so my word for 2021, we did a thing a few years ago at our church where you picked a word and you try to remind yourself. My word for 2021 is growth. Personal growth is mm-hmm. the main idea. Um, and just focusing, you know, it sounds kind of selfish, but focusing on myself and my relationship with Christ. And our student ministry name here at church is follows what a professor taught me in college. The best way we can do ministry is simply an overflow of our spirit Mm -hmm. an overflow of our, and we see that in scripture. Um, uh, also in Romans talking about filling our cup up so that Mm -hmm. we may overflow with spirit into those around us. And that for me was very quickly. I realized back in like June, Whoa, I have screwed up for three and a half years, like four and a half years. Cause I've been here five years now, which is wild. January 3rd was my, 
anniversary. So um, that was what, for me, a huge life lesson that I needed. And I'll be honest, I don't know if without COVID, if I would have learned it mm-hmm. yet, it would have probably been a few more years. Without so. wrecking my truck. Well, so sorry, man. <laughs> but just saying, I wasn't driving, so I can't really, you know. <laughs> that's good. That, and I think that's that's not just a lesson for you. That's a lesson for everyone. Because yeah. there, there's this, <clears throat> and I, I haven't really studied the history of it enough to know when it permeated specifically the American church, but there's this, this kind of thought that our our works, and, it, and it's really... It has a lot to do with, um, um, I was actually listening to a podcast on this. Um, there's, the word Christendom basically means everyone that believes in Christ. There's three breakoffs of Christendom. There's the Roman Catholic Church, the Eastern Orthodox Church, and Protestant denominations. We're technically Protestant denominations. Um, and each one of those breaks view sal- salvation, <clears throat> soteriology, different. Some look at it as it's solely by God's grace that we are saved and nothing that we do. Some say that it's our works that cause us to receive the grace. And some say that our grace is what propels us into the works. I think if we clearly look at Scripture, and, and I think people quote Scripture in reverse order. People who say that we're saved by works or that works determine our salvation, they quote James and say faith without works is dead. But James is writing that to churches and believers that misinterpreted what Paul was saying. They took what Paul was saying about justification of faith, that faith is what saves us, that the grace of God saves us, to mean that now they can do whatever they want. And James is saying, no, grace is what saves us. Our faith in him is what saves us. But if you don't take that faith and then implement it into your life, it's meaningless. But we've kind of got it backwards where we read James first and forget about Paul. And, and we have this notion that, well, we got to work. We got to work our way into heaven. We got to earn our salvation. We got to do this and do this and do this. And we have to make this checklist work. And we forget that, you know, it's nothing that we do that saves us. It's the grace of God and the mercy of God that saves us. And then after that, you know, we should be so on fire because of that grace and because of the faith in that grace that we just live as Jesus, that we represent him. And, and, and you're not alone in that, Mike. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's been a huge issue within the church because what happens then is we become hollow believers. Yeah. We don't expect the Spirit to move. We don't expect God to manifest His presence in our gatherings because it's all about what we do and not about what God has done yeah. and, and God nice. being present in our our worship and in our yeah. faith. Yeah. Yeah. And to kind of cap off my, my thing, and then I'll kind of shut up for a while, but um, basically the, this passage of Scripture has always stood out to me, and in the last eight months to a year, it has like totally kind of re reimagined what, you know, I have reimagined what it says now in, in the light of those things. Uh, it's Romans 8, 37 through 39, and this is in like a, a passage where Paul is talking about that we're more than conquerors through him. Uh, who loved us, and says, No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. 
Uh, and just those words that, that Paul says, I use those now as encouragers for those who have maybe lost a loved one or, uh, or, or going through a tough time, and just to be reminded that nothing can separate us from, from Christ Jesus our Lord. And um, those words really just reimagined and re, I was able to kind of redefine those in my spirit of what those meant uh, for me specifically. And so maybe someone out there struggles with that as well, and maybe that helps. So. That's good stuff. Yeah. What about yeah. you, Christian? Me, all right, what I learned, I learned a lot in 2020, uh, but I think if I had to say specifically what I learned was I learned what it looked like to grow underneath the surface. Right. Uh, and, and I think, I, I kind of think of a carrot. And if you think about a carrot, the way a carrot grows, uh, if you look at the top of a carrot, you're just going to see the green little leafy stuff at the top of the surface. But what you don't see is what's happening underneath the ground and in the carrot grow. You you could have a two pound carrot uh, right. and only see a little bit of green at top and think, man, this thing's really not growing. But when you pull that carrot out, you see that wow, there was a lot of growth. And, and I think uh, what COVID has taught me because we've been so isolated and because everything's been canceled and because as a youth pastor, all the youth ministry, everything yeah. youth ministry has basically it, <laughs> been it's, relegated it, to. Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Instagram, it's not been there a lot. Zoom. You know, uh, when I think about that, I have spent, since we've been quarantined that first time way back in, I don't even know what month it was anymore. March. March, yeah. yeah. Uh, just seeing how God has grown me uh, when no one else is looking mm. uh, and, and has really grown me. Like a lot of times you grow, especially in ministry, uh, ministry a lot of times you grow uh, and, and you feel like you grow more when, when you're around people mm. and you're serving and your ministry is growing and God, you're seeing people uh, be baptized and saved and you're out serving in the community and, and you're out speaking and you, or you do this event or you, a lot of times you think of growth that way. But what I've learned is, man, just the growth within the past few months underneath the surface uh, has just been phenomenal for me. So you said your word for 2021 was growth. Uh, I, I don't know what my word for 2021 is yet. Maybe maybe um, if I had to pick one, maybe, I don't know, continuous yeah. would be a word or um, yeah. in, maybe endurance maybe just yeah. to continue the process. Yeah. So, uh, you know, what I've been seeing is I've been growing underneath the surface, you know, when, when we're all locked down and uh, you're by yourself um, and everything's kind of slowed down. Uh, and, and now I, I think just to continue that is for 2021, that's what I want to see is that uh, I want to continue every, even though 2020, I mean, there was, I love 2020 despite all the chaos and had a lot of good uh, in the controversy. There was a lot of good in it. And, and I take that and, and I will use that in my life. Yeah, but for the year 2021, I just want to continue that. Yeah. Um, and I think so often, you know, people are looking for the big, uh, what's big, What what is happening. And I think for leaders in ministry and just leaders in life, we need to do quiet growing. Mm. Uh, and, and a lot of times that's not in front of people yeah. or that's uh, not even with people. It's just us and God. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think I've grown the most through that. So Yeah, good stuff. Like a carrot. Be like a carrot. Yeah, I was going to say, be like a carrot. That's what I learned today. <laughs> uh, little little green thing on the top. That's exposed, but a lot of growth underneath. A lot of growth surface. underneath. Mm. You don't see it, but yeah. once it comes yeah. out. Yeah. That's a good one. Garrett, it's up to you. What, what did you learn in 2020? I think the big thing for me was reevaluate, reevaluating Revelation. Um, we we did a series. <clears throat> Wait, what? Reevaluating Revelation? Yeah. Okay. The book of Revelation. Okay, I got you. That, um, I thought you were like 
go ahead. So so like reevaluating it in in the terms of kind of 2020 because uh, Revelation was written to the church in a time where everyone in the church was suffering, and I, I think when we read Revelation in times when you know life is easy, we miss the main thrust of the book in the sense that John is writing to a church that's suffering and saying, listen, you're struggling right now. Everything's hitting hard right now, but hope is coming in in eternity. When we don't read Revelation in the context of earthly suffering, we look at it as kind of like this the this horrible event that's about to come that God's eventually going to come and and just rain down hellfire and brimstone and and that's not what revelation is and so in the reading revelation in the context of 2020 opens up my eyes a lot and and specifically like um in chapter 13 um there's this imagery of the ancient serpent which is a reference to um satan um the adversary of God. He calls these two beasts out of the sea. And and verses 11 through 18, it talks about these beasts taking control uh, of the world. It says, the second beast was given power to give breath to the image of the first beast so that the image could speak and cause all who refused to worship the image to be killed. It forced all people, great and small, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hands or on their foreheads so that they could not buy or sell unless they had the mark which is the name of the beast or the number of its name. And, and a lot of people, I think we, we read that, we try to put so much stock into the beast and, and the numbers and, and the forehead and, and, and all the marks, and, and we miss the point of, of what John is saying in this imagery of you know, the world that we live in is rolled by the principalities of darkness. It's it's ruled by the adversary of God. It the earth has been given over to to his dominion. Jesus clearly says that whenever he's being tempted by Satan in the wilderness, Satan says, "All of the kingdoms of earth are mine, and I can give them to you." And, and Jesus doesn't say, "Well, no, they're not. They're God's." He says, "Yeah, but that would be." Jesus' response was was well, that's not the way that I want. To receive them, you know, um, he he, that that's in Luke chapter four. I just want I'm going to go back and read that just for um, um, to be accurate on it. Um, but uh, Satan is testing Jesus in the wilderness and and says the devil led him to Jerusalem and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. Uh, that's me um, throw yourself down from there. Uh, the devil led him to a high place and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, I will give you all their authority and splendor. It has been given to me, and I can give it to anyone I want to. If you worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered, it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. And Jesus doesn't say, you know, no, it's not yours, it's God's. He says, okay, it might be yours, but I'm not going to bow to you for the sake of an earthly treasure. I'm going to bow to God because even though you might have control on earth, he has control in eternity. And in reading Revelation and remembering that, you know, Satan does have dominion over the kingdoms of this world. He does have dominion over aspects of this world. Revelation doesn't deny that. It emphasizes that. But in that emphasis, in that emphasis we see that in our suffering, 
we are to have hope in the ultimate victory of Christ. And so 2020 just taught me, you know, this world is fleeting. There's going to be pain. There's going to be heartache. There's going to be suffering. And it's going to keep compounding. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, living for the world and living for the kingdoms here and, and the splendor here gets you nothing, not in the grand scheme of eternity. And and so 2020 taught me to read Revelation from the light, from the perspective of the hope and not the perspective of the tragedy. Because mm-hmm. for Christians, Revelation isn't a tragedy. It's a... A beautiful picture that brings us into eternity. Look forward to. Yeah, um, so that that was one of the big things that 2020 taught me, just a different perspective on on the sovereignty of of God, and in the scope of a world that is constantly suffering. Yeah, that's good stuff. I All like right. it. New Year, same God, same <laughs> God. <laughs> However you want to finish that sentence. <laughs> new Year, new me. I like that. New Year, yeah. same God. New Year, same God, and He ain't never gonna change. Uh, but hey, thank you guys so much for listening to our podcast. We're excited. We are starting the series on isms starting next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, we don't know what ism we're doing yet, but that'll be a surprise for you guys. Uh, it'll be a good series, just talking about things uh, relating to culture uh, and scripture. You don't want to miss that. If uh, this is your first time. Thank you for listening. We also encourage you to subscribe to this podcast, yeah. whether you're on Apple Podcast or Spotify. Yeah. Uh, you can do either one. Uh, and if you don't, if you don't subscribe, at least write a review. Yeah, so That'd be great. it'll be my 2021 <laughs> Christmas present. Yeah, his 2021 <laughs> Christmas present. Uh, Micah got a few Christmas and I presents cry when in I 2020. Don't get Christmas so presents. An early Christmas gift for Micah would be uh, to just. Write us a review. And when your uh, Facebook friends on Facebook say, hey, what podcast are y'all listening to? Uh, because that happens a lot. Post that on there. Yeah. Post this one on there and, and say, this you, is what I listen to. Here's a big thing, too. We would love it if you shared this to your story on Instagram yeah. uh, or on Facebook or you have stories on Twitter now. You can take a screenshot of it uh, and, and just put it on your story and kind of just on there. share with people what you think about the podcast. And, yeah. uh, you know, that you means a lot There's stories us. on Twitter? There's stories on yeah. Twitter now. You guys got to know about Garrett is... Um, he might be 25 going on 26, but he acts like 72. So <laughs> going on 95. He's, I don't he's have just Instagram like, how do you Twitter? He's just like, I don't know what the Twitter is. The only social media I have is Facebook, and I don't like it. I want to get rid of it, but <laughs> yeah. like, I've always I have to use if, it for church. If it wasn't for student ministry, I probably wouldn't have social media. Well, my Instagram got stolen like two years ago, so I mean, I let's be real. I don't really have one anyway. <laughs> I like social media a lot, but yeah. <laughs> I need to get off of it. Yeah. <laughs> I have an Instagram page, but I deleted it all, so. Maybe yeah. people follow me, and I don't yeah. know. So I don't, don't follow Micah or Garrett, but follow me on <laughs> well, Instagram. Well, I don't have one, so you won't find Micah, but you can follow our student ministry account. Yeah. I'll Chris, run it. Christian so. needs to, you need to be in charge Christian's of making like, us some social media yeah. for the podcast. I think, dude, I'm yeah. terrible. Yeah. yeah, you're the worst. Yeah, I'm Garrett the worst. plans the series, and I hit the play button, so what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Notice how I said I just literally hit the play button. <laughs> all right, well, thank you, guys. Appreciate you all. Christian said it best. Um Let's close in prayer. Right. Did I say that? Huh? Oh, you said it best closing us. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, I, I thought you said I said it. No, best. no, no. Let's like pray. you, you oh. said the closing best. So I'm not going to reiterate <laughs> all that. But let me uh, pray for us. Let's pray. God, we love you. and We thank you. I just uh, thank you for Jesus. I thank you that He is constant, God. That that His death on the cross and His resurrection uh, from the tomb, God, gives us the opportunity, the free gift uh, to to be with you, God, to be connected with you for eternity. I just pray that you would be with us, God, and just be with all of those who need healing and who need peace, who need comfort, 
pray that you would give them that freely, God, and let them recognize and know it was from you, Lord. Just thank you for all the blessings that you have given us. God, help us to see 2020, uh, even through all the bad. God, help us to see how you moved, how you've helped us grow, and how we um, have grown and how we have recognized the growth that you have given us. We love you, Lord, and we thank you again for the many blessings you have given us. Uh, Let us go forth into the world, God, and make disciples uh, of all nations. In your name we pray. Amen.